0: Jeffrey Epstein told everyone exactly the type of man he was, and in return, they told him their deepest, darkest secrets. And because money can wipe away the dirtiest of deeds, the tide, the tide will always bring them back to the surface.
1: I realize what I am. I'm very
0: comfortable in my own together. August 10th, 2019, Jeffrey Epstein was found hanging in his jail cell, dead. Taking all of his secrets and all of his power with him, he died alone with nothing but his years of pedophilia and sexual abuse to haunt him. Now, in the wake of his death, the media has abandoned this story. The 24-hour news cycle has all but forgotten Jeffrey Ghislaine, Les Wexner, the hundreds of children that were abused at his hand. Now, in the era of the Me Too movement, a society so fixated on seeking justice and holding the powerful accountable. This story and the details of child sex trafficking has slipped through the cracks. See, this is a story that should be plastered on every front page. The details, they should be flinging around in your head like a pinball machine. In the 21st century, this is just absolutely ridiculous to think. That a story this horrific has been swept aside, brushed under the rug... And we let that happen. Now, when you really sit down and think about it, the media outlets and the newspapers that refuse to report on the truth of this story, well, they're just as guilty as Epstein himself. Epstein is gone. And those left in his wake are not being charged with the crimes they helped facilitate. Now, these rich and powerful people are continuing in their lives, retreating into their secrets, safe, safe once more from the threat of their private little lives seeing the front page of a major newspaper. Questions still, and will continue, to swirl around Epstein's death and those who would benefit from him being silenced. The truth is, Epstein was ready to speak. He was ready to tell his side of the twisted story. And we'll get into that a little later. For these people, the faster everyone forgets about Jeffrey Epstein the better off they'll be. But we cannot let this die here. There's a bigger problem at hand. The statute of limitations laws in this country are now coming into question, and human trafficking is at an all-time high, except these victims aren't connected to any famous names like Epstein's or Prince. These are people, children, who are actively, as we speak, being abused. The finale of our investigative series begins right now. Where do we go from here? How did we let these stories fall out of the limelight? Why aren't we focused on them? We're breaking it all down. Now, with part one, the end of Epstein. So I know there's a lot of folks who are going to ask the question, and it certainly begs the question, why? I mean, why Why are we talking about this? Everybody knows who Jeffrey Epstein was. They know what he did. They at least think they know what he did. But as we started off, that's the iceberg. We've just scratched the surface. And what we've tried to do is avoid the things that are obvious, but... Even the obvious things you need to be reminded of. You really do. And, and you're saying, well, look, the man's dead. I, I, we, we have no sympathy. And I can at least say for myself, I don't have any sympathy for him either. But the reason, the motivation for doing a special like this, well, there are probably multiple ones. I can speak to Candace for her. She can speak for herself, certainly. She's doing research because she enjoys uncovering the truth. Uh, Me, I'm pissed off. I'm mad. I'm angry that here is a guy who was a convicted sex offender, child trafficker, pedophile who is convicted, doesn't serve a day in prison, has extreme leeway in terms of his probation, his freedom to move around uh, his work release, so to speak, he was he was a jailed free man, if you will, who even spent time with young women in his in, a, in the attorney's office. Uh, here's a guy who, uh, when he was finally released from all of that, went out and rebranded himself and tried to associate with people who were on the cutting edge of science and medicine and business and technology in order to become this immortal person uh, and living on beyond his own self by creating a whole a whole world of little Epsteins. So when you think about the perversity of this, it's bad enough. But when you consider that here's a man who his victims will never have their day of justice, this is why we're doing this. This is why we are saying the things we're saying, because we want you to realize just how deep the rabbit hole goes and just how deep under the water the iceberg truly lies. So Jeffrey Epstein had apparently just a matter of weeks before his death attempted a suicide that was a failed attempt. They, they, they supposedly caught him in the act. Now, Jeffrey Epstein and we know all of the crazy things that went on the cameras went down on the night of his death we've now just in recent days discovered that there' has been falsification of documents on the part of the corrections officers and the guards that were there they've since been taken into custody and at the time of this airing who knows what's already has has transpired we may have to revisit this um, there was there was the pictures that surfaced of, of this the profile of a dead, apparent Epstein. And the and the conspiracy theories ran off with those of you out there who say, well, he's sipping Mai Tai somewhere in, in another country, in Tahiti, maybe living in Saudi Arabia. Who knows? Because when they raid his place, they open up the safe and they discover Saudi passports and foreign monies and all of these things. So the conspiracy theories are, are maybe fun to pursue, but those are not the intent of what we're talking about here. Uh, There is the follow-up from another medical, former medical examiner that says that it appears that maybe it wasn't suicide, but because of the pathology of his body upon examination, perhaps looks like murder. So many things that are there. Was he Clinton-sided? Was he Trump-sided? Who killed him? Well, there were certainly a lot of people who had a lot of reasons to quiet the man because When Epstein died on August tenth, two thousand nineteen, apparently hanging in his jail cell that no one was watching, Uh, here's a guy who had been on suicide watch, and now suddenly he's not. His, by the way, his cellmate who had been removed from there, had from the cell, (laughs) had was in jail for murdering four people. Perhaps he murdered a fifth. Uh, Perhaps that was Epstein. He took all of his secrets with him, and I truly believe this was a man who was ready to talk, because shortly before he was arrested, July 2019, he met with an old acquaintance, a columnist for the New York Times named James Stewart. Now, Candace, I want you to chime in on this, because first of all, with the conspiracy theories that abound, Mm -hmm. I am not... Like if I had an extra 1000 to spend, I would make the bet that Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. The memes are fun and funny. But what is your true perspective on that?
1: So you bring up the article from the New York Times, James Stewart, who had reached out to Epstein to inquire about something you'll get to later in the episode, which is his relationship with Elon Musk. And during that time, Jeffrey asked him— um, to sort of become a confidant, to become his biographer. And I think he was ready to spill some of those secrets. He was probably tired of running, maybe, and um, ready to at least have someone else be able to document all the things he knew, whether that was going to be released yet. Maybe he just wants someone else to carry that knowledge as well. But... That's pretty suspicious. Maybe other people were getting the inkling that he was getting ready to talk, maybe as a plea deal to get out of what he thought was eventually going to land him back in jail.
0: So the interesting thing, thing there is he was trying to rebrand himself, right? Mm-hmm. He, he was trying to become something else in order to hide this this mental disorder that was going on inside of him. Uh. He was living in plain sight, and the things that he was doing, people knew about. You've seen the stuff from Prince Andrew. You've heard the different names that have been dropped. These are people who knew that back in in the late 2000s, he was a convicted sex trafficker, but yet they still continued to choose to keep his company. They chose to be his... um, confidant in many ways. They shared their own secrets with him. They went to their parties with him, their their dinner parties. Now, I understand that there is, uh, this is an elite social club when you consider billionaires. And Jeffrey Epstein wasn't quite a billionaire, but, but basically he had the reputation of being a billionaire in terms of his personal wealth. These guys knew about each other. It doesn't mean they condoned each other. It doesn't mean that just because Stephen Hawking visited with Jeffrey Epstein or had business dealings with Jeffrey Epstein, that he was involved in pedophilia, too. That's that's we will may never know these things. There's certainly evidence that a lot of the compatriots and companions of Jeffrey Epstein were involved in that. Uh, Virginia Roberts has supposed and alleged pictures of people like Alan Dershowitz. Does she? I don't know. She's radio silent with us, but there's a lot of things that are out there swirling around. This is why we're doing this, because it has to continue to be brought to the forefront. This has to be brought up, because Jeffrey Epstein, as we said, dead men tell no tales. He can't tell us the story. I believe he was willing to talk. And I want you to remember, Jeffrey Epstein, convicted sex trafficker, convicted pedophile, registered sex offender, he would have these dinner parties where on one side would be a, a major player in the world of, let's say, artificial intelligence or, or transportation or cryogenics. And on the other side at the dinner party, he would have a, a model, some young 20-something. And in one conversation, he's talking about eugenics and cryogenics. And in the next conversation, he turns to his left and he's talking about uh, modeling portfolios and then at any given time while he's holding court some young lady walks into the dinner party and starts massaging his shoulders and he acts like there's nothing wrong with that there's no difference. Uh, He was literally throwing it in their face. You go to his Manhattan apartment, you go to Upper East Side, you go to his, you know, and opening this 15-foot door is this 19, 20-year-old young girl. And whoever was visiting there, it was as if he was throwing it in their face. So you're right, Candace, when you bring that up. I think here was a guy with deep, dark secrets who truly wanted— to come clean. I, I I think that he was trying in many ways, not as a confession of sin. I think it was more of I'm normalizing this thing that's going on in my head. I, I like we heard it on the cassette tape. I want to be in a place, he said, where I can be myself and think my thoughts because outside I'm a monster. And I think he was ready in his own demented way to do what he could publicly to normalize that. Does that sound about right?
1: Yes, because in a different interview that I had discovered earlier, way, way early in this um, investigative journey, was that he compared his sexual preferences to that of a man who was gay. Mm. To him, it was like it was no different. His thinking was like this should be embraced. He literally referenced old Greece back in the day and he said something like this would not have been taboo it would have not been shocking this is just what happened back in the Greek days and so I think he was trying to like you say normalize it by saying look at all the people that you buy products from you know endorse look up to they're doing the same thing so why am I being you know crucified for it
0: Yeah, because here's a guy who is taking his money to buy influence. He's buying power. He's buying secrets. He's holding it over these people's head. Now, I'm not saying this happened, but let's just suppose. Let's just suppose some powerful person gets on his airplane, the Lolita Express, and they fly to his private island down in the Virgin Islands. And let's say things happen. Let's say you have a drink. Perhaps there's a drug in that drink. And then you wake up the next morning and you're in bed with a 12-year-old or a 13-year-old. And maybe you did something with that person, that child, or maybe you did not. But there's now pictures of you. So so was there that type of leverage? Was there that type of blackmail? We don't know. But obviously he was using his sphere of influence to to garner the secrets from people. I can remember, you know, hearing about whenever Prince Andrew who uh, has, comes to this potty, this dinner potty at the house of Jeffrey Epstein because it was a convenient place to stay. And then he stays an extra four days longer than everyone else. And they, one evening, put on their overcoats, go out into Central Park, and they're walking around, and a, a tabloid paparazzi snaps a picture, and boom, the headline comes out, The Prince and the Perv."
1: Now, there's a lot of speculation from people who technically support Prince Andrew that say that that was a plant by Jeffrey Epstein, that he wanted to take that walk in Central Park because he had tipped off paparazzi as a way to boost his image of saying like, look, I'm hanging out with a prince, like this is where my power reaches. But at the same time, you have a royal who, as we, I think we mentioned in the previous episode, Any hotel would have been willing to give him literally a floor for him and his staff to stay at. So this was a conscious choice that they were making. It wasn't something that was hidden or uh, they weren't deceived in any way. He knew exactly who to talk to and who to play cards with to get where he wanted.
0: Hey, guys, you are starting to uh, notice a little bit of hair loss? You wake up, some more of it's on the pillow. At least you don't have to go to, you don't have to go broke to avoid going bald. There's no reason to do that. That's the 21st century, folks. Keeps, 60% off, Black Friday sale is on. You know, Keeps, I've told you about it. Keeps is going to help you keep your hair. Keeps offers the generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss prevention products. And we're talking the real deal here. Approved products that are up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping further hair loss. And in some cases, it's going to trigger hair regrowth in a good percentage of you guys. So until now, those products I'm talking about, they've been very expensive, required a doctor visit. You had to get all this stuff you had to go through. Keeps changed all of that. It works with a licensed doctor online, and it's going to find the right treatment plan for you. It's going to be shipped discreetly to your door. Nobody's got to know about it. You're going to find out why over a hundred thousand men trust Keeps right now for their hair loss prevention medication. Don't miss Keeps sixty percent off Black Friday sale. Get a free online doctor consult and sixty percent off today. Go to Keeps.com/action. Keeps.com/action. That's K. E-E-P-S dot com slash action. And I disagree with absolutely nothing you said right there. I think it was probably a ploy set up by Epstein to do that. But at the same time, Andrew knew who he was associating with. He knew who he was associating with. And uh, it, it unraveled for him in that regard. And let's remember, Jelaine Maxwell, who who is the queen to the the king of Epstein, the queen who's making all of the big moves, Jelaine Maxwell continued to live in this 21,000 square foot, seven story penthouse apartment in the Upper East Side. Uh, she had her own floor. She didn't just have a suite there. She had her own floor. Uh, so she's there, too. So these people who are highly suspect in this world have these huge associations that are coming in there. And I found an interesting story about how when Epstein would be having kind of hold in court, because here was a guy who didn't want to go to dinner anywhere else. He didn't want to go to dinner out at some restaurant or out with other um, at another friend's penthouse, so to speak, he wanted people coming to him, and so every day there was a rotating door of people coming in and out of Epstein's house. They were coming through every single day, is what's been what's been told, uh, and he would have these people in here, and again, it made him look like he was accepted in social society amongst these people. And at any given time, if he, if the conversation over dinner got boring. And he didn't like the direction of the conversation. He'd just scream out, well, what does that have to do about pussy? Now, I'm not making that up. People have testified to that. What does that have to do with pussy? He kept wanting to make sure that it came back to what he valued. And it was a shock value, I think, in a big way of saying to these people. And and the folks continued to condone that. Now, that's the problem I have with that. So let's go back to James Stewart with The New York Times, because – James had done a lot of stories about Epstein before, but Epstein has him over. He summons him to the New York mansion, August 16, 2018. And over the course of 90 minutes, Epstein shares with Stewart his Rolodex of friends. He shows him pictures with high profile people, because let's face it, you, you could go to one part of the mansion and what they found were pictures of all of these young girls on the wall. And then, in another part of the mansion, you would find pictures of Epstein with famous people. He might have been with Pope Pope John Paul. He might have been with a with a, a vice president. He might have been with a president. He was, you know, all of these folks that are there, uh, high profile people, and he had his life on display. Candace,
1: and one of them was also uh, the Prince of Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. So he was he knew what to advertise as far as how he wanted his life. to to be perceived.
0: Yeah. So Stewart's in there and he said a great deal. He said he claimed to know a great deal about these people, some of it potentially damaging or embarrassing, including details about their supposed sexual proclivities and recreational drug use. And during the meeting, Epstein expressed his hope that Stewart would write his biography, basically a tell-all. Stewart didn't want to do it. Stewart didn't want to do it because ultimately he knew how much time he was going to have to spend with Epstein. And and let me be real clear here, because if you think that Jeff Epstein was just, um, like, everybody just knew he was a pedophile and he was a pervert. There, there There was that speculation. There was that hunch. There were those things. But Jeff Epstein went out in public. He went out. He had a proclivity for young women, They could have been he had girlfriends in their 20s, you know, Eastern European girls who were brought overseas. And, you know, and and he was often seen, you know, girls on each arm, that kind of thing. It wasn't always just about children, although that was there. But even someone like Stewart says, I can't spend this kind of time with this guy because he's just so dirty. I'm not going to write his biography. And he goes on to say, he said, that was the last I heard from him after his arrest and his suicide, I'm left to wonder, what might he have told me? Now, Stewart's not alone in feeling responsible. We can take it all the way back to the elite school that he taught at. We can talk about law enforcement in Florida. We can talk about high-up officials, whether it be the Clintons or the Kings, Arkansas, New Mexico. There have been people throughout who knew what was going on. Uh, His associations with the Bill Gates of the world, the the Elon Musks, the the Stephen Hawkins, the Prince Andrews, and on and on and on it goes. Who's at fault? Well, let's talk about that and get into the failure that's on our hands do you guys remember just last year i can remember riding down the road and i and i'm hearing this stuff i'm listening to satellite radio and I'm hearing all this stuff about Elon Musk and how the guy had just absolutely screwed the pooch when it comes to his business. They had they made him step down as CEO. Yes, they kept him around as a creative head. But the guy virtually was losing his company all over a tweet that he had sent out. Elon Musk, uh, as you know, the founder of the, the Tesla automobile and, and numerous other innovations uh, – He tweets out, he says, I'm considering taking Tesla private at 420, funding secured. Now, he had no basis from the board of directors to say that. Uh, He puts that tweet out. It changed the course of his life, his future with the very company that he created in 2003. Tesla said, whoa, 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 whoa. Where's this coming from? He says, I'm going to release Tesla private going to put it out there. You can invest in it. We're going to start it at $420 a share. Now, during an interview with a New York Times reporter, guess who popped up and said that he had been behind that decision? None other than Jeffrey Epstein. In fact, Elon Musk and Jeffrey Epstein had had a relationship since 2011, and guess who glued them together? Guess who was the epoxy? that kept that relationship, that network going, the knot in the net, if you will. That's right, Jelaine Maxwell. Jelaine Maxwell, no matter where you go, pops up in the middle of everything. All of the relationships seem to tie around Jelaine Maxwell. July 31st, 2018, Elon Musk goes to meet with the managing director of the Sovereign Wealth Funds of Saudi Arabia – Yasser Al Ramayan. And during the same time Musk boasted boasted that Jeff Epstein was helping arrange foreign investments in Tesla. Hey, imagine your cell phone is a voting booth, and every time you make a call or use your phone, you're voting for impeachment, open borders, gun confiscation, or abortion. It's a horrible thought, but that's essentially what you are doing whenever you spend money with cell phone companies that hate everything you believe in. <laughs> Listen, add insult to injury on that, and these cell phone character carriers have all kinds of hidden fees, like AT- AT&T's administrative fees that they're currently getting sued over. Compare that with Patriot Mobile, the nation's only conservative phone company who is not only supporting your values with no hidden fees, but for a limited time, giving you a free Moto Z3 when you open a new line. That's right. You heard me correct. You will get a free phone, a Moto Z3. This offer is only valid through Cyber Monday when you call 877-367-7524. Switching is easy. You're going to get reliable 4G LTE nationwide service for as low as $25 a month while helping to preserve the country we all love. So go to patriotmobile.com slash Patriot dot com Slash Beck or call their U.S. based team eight seven seven three six seven seven five two four that's eight seven seven three six seven seven five two four August seventh, two thousand eighteen he puts out the tweet, that infamous funding secured, and guess who says they're behind it? Who supplied the funding? Jeff Epstein. Now, this is last year, Candace. This is last year. This is not, I mean,
1: how, how far do you go? It's a little too close for comfort, um, and then it leads into his ties as you said earlier the fact that when they raided one of his homes they found like a saudi arabia passport that he was keeping along with like a bunch of currency so the basis for him getting this funding quote-unquote was from saudi arabia so it just makes you question the thought process of someone like elon musk and for new york there are a million like investment bankers and people who would be more than willing to help you get international funding so why this guy
0: yeah it's it's crazy when you think about who's in new york let's take take the one percent of new york all right certainly jeffrey epstein would have fit into that um You're probably talking about the one percent of New York is probably the four percent of America, right? I mean, these are some of the richest movers and shakers in the world. Why Epstein? Why were people still confiding in him? Why were they still coming to Jeffrey Epstein? I mean, it just looks—you look at that, and you're like, we've learned nothing from this. We've learned nothing from these experiences. We've, (laughs) we have just. Absolutely been willing for the sake of money, influence and power to just brush it right underneath the rug. And it's happened over and over and over. And here's the thing, folks. It's still happening. Why are we talking about this? I'm going to take you right back to where I started this conversation. Why are we talking about this today? Epstein's dead, right? He's dead. Or is he? Or is he? Because it doesn't matter if the physical body of Jeffrey Epstein is gone, cremated, scattered to the winds. The spirit of Jeffrey Epstein lives on. This is just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much under the surface here. I can't tell you. I can't, I, I go back to this over and over again. You You keep wanting to talk about the Trumps of the world, the Clintons of the world, the folks that the media is putting up there. If they're talking about it, that's the tip of the iceberg. You hear what I'm saying? You throw terms around like a deep state or a dark, dark, whatever. Listen, (laughs) you call it what you want to call it. Put on your tinfoil hats. You call me crazy all you want. But if the media is giving you the name, that's the surface because they know they can't go deep enough without getting themselves in trouble. And this has happened over and over again. Let me prove it to you. Just last week, just last week, the week before Amy Roback with ABC says three years ago, I had this story. Now I want you to watch this clip again. And I want to remind you in her very own words, what the media was hiding.
2: I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, First of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, Then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um, We were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will that we, that also quashed the story and then um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in because of the planes she told me everything, she had pictures she had everything, she was in hiding for 12 years we convinced her to come out, we convinced her to talk to us um, it was unbelievable what we had, Clinton we had everything mm-hmm. I, I tried for 3 years to get it on had it all three years
0: ago you know the disconcerting thing about that whole deal is wasn't that jeffrey epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country's ever known but the fact that she didn't get to break the story she wanted to break the story because had she done so knowing what we know now it would have ultimately made her career because most of you until last week and many of you right now still you've never heard the name amy roback Okay, just another media talking head. She had this story three years ago. This is a failure on our hands. Well, who's Jeffrey Epstein? Nobody's ever heard of Jeffrey Epstein. Why would anybody care about Jeffrey Epstein? Who cares about these children? Who cares about these kids? Who cares about this lifestyle? Again, it's so far under the surface. Why even worry about it? Why look at the things that we don't want to look at when they're not readily available to us? These are the problems. That's the issue, Candace. That's why I said at the beginning of this, I get pissed off. I'm angry at this whole deal. You know, here was a guy who was recruiting children in Florida to come over to his little extravagant island, you know, outside of West Palm Beach. And he's recruiting high school girls to come over and give him a massage and then paying them extra for sexual favors. This is a guy that is convicted of sex trafficking, who is convicted of, of what we call slavery. A guy who buys a ranch in the middle of New Mexico, in the middle of some of the most powerful people that the, the state has ever known. He's right there hidden in the middle. And people are protecting this guy. People are pre- Protecting this guy. You've got this Manhattan apartment where people are coming in and out of it. Uh, the, the people knew the perversion that was there. They knew the stuff that was going on. And you allowed a guy to come out and rebrand himself. The guy was a moron. The guy couldn't teach high school physics, much less mathematics. But now MIT is taking his money. Harvard is taking his money. Stephen Hawking was taking his money. What was it? like, to the two to two hundred million dollars?
1: Yes, one of the articles stated over two hundred million dollars had been funneled to people, including Stephen Hawking. There was about four in the group, but Stephen Hawking was gotcha. the first one.
0: Even Bill Gates came out, and I'm paraphrasing, but the quote is there. He says, "Well, he lives an interesting lifestyle. You have to admit he lives an interesting lifestyle. Does he, bill? Does he? Listen folks. You look at the media, you look at this 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 hot mic with Amy Robach. Yeah, she didn't get the story. Well, I'm not feeling sorry for you. You got to talk to Will and Kate. Good for you. But let me tell you folks, and this is where I want to wind up with this. Where there's smoke, there's always fire. There are those who came to us when we talked for the last two months about doing these episodes who said, potentially dangerous for you to do it. Uh, it's potential, There may be legal ramifications. Uh, there are those who have bleeped out certain names when they've talked about it or used pseudonyms or person X. Uh, we've not done that. We've not shied away from it. We have not pulled back anything. We have literally uh candace god bless you girl greta Thunberg would be so upset with you you have killed trees you have taken you have taken wood out of the forest we have stacks reams of information and and kudos to you god bless you i'm telling you i have and 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 i say this unequivocally i've got the best editorial producer that anyone could possibly have in in candace ortiz and so so if if uh if you're putting a hit on anyone it's Candace okay if you're putting <laughs>
1: Thank you. If, Thank it, you if there's
0: legal ramifications it all goes down to Candace but I've stood by this and I told you Candace I said I'll, I'll do it I don't care I got I got nothing to lose I, I, I like you know for me I'm putting my money where my mouth is because look I've always been a proponent of someone that protects I want to protect children I don't care if you're unborn or, or I, I've always had a heart for kids I got five kids of my own and I'm just telling you you know, they're not so much kids anymore, but you still, they're kids. They'll always be my kids. And these people we're talking about, these were somebody's kids. And these kids are now adults. They're women. Virginia Roberts. Virginia Roberts, someone asked yesterday, before, uh, uh, they said, well, why is Virginia Roberts, who we were going to have as, a, as an exclusive on here, who had to go silent, basically, because of this BBC interview with Prince Andrew? uh they said why is she living in australia well that's an interesting story candace you want to do the honors
1: on that one yes so back in the day when she was still basically a traffic victim through maxwell and epstein she wanted to get her massage license because that was just the life she was having to live with epstein so he offered to pay for it if she went to thailand for the education so he's like I'll pay your way to Thailand I'll pay your education there there's just one thing you have to bring me back a Thai girl and so Virginia was like okay that's like all she knew at that point so she goes to Thailand and about five days into the trip I believe she meets her now husband who was an Australian on vacation they marry five days into the trip and he takes her back home to Australia, and she calls Epstein, and she says, I'm not bringing you back a Thai girl, and I'm not coming back myself. And he said, have a nice life, and hung up the phone. She went into hiding for many years. I I believe she just went solely by her husband's last name, had all new phone numbers, new addresses, everything, and then later on got phone calls from both Epstein and Maxwell. Near, I believe, the 2008 Kind of investigations asking if she had spoken out to anybody. She said, No, she hadn't. She had kept quiet. And they said, Good, stay that way. And basically threatened her that if she did speak out, um, somebody that, you know, Jeffrey knew would handle the situation.
0: Well, I know there was one situation that Jelaine Maxwell, and I believe that it was Virginia, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but she says, You know, I know that you. You're out running a good bit, you know. You got to be careful when you're doing that because there's a lot of ways you could get hurt or die.
1: Yes, that is correct. That was that was something that was said to her.
0: You know, you're out running down the road. You're out jogging. A lot
1: of things can happen.
0: A lot of things can happen. So you, you you'll want to watch yourself mm-hmm. and be careful out there. It almost sounds like a a, a, a farcical movie script. It, it almost sounds like someone is making up this this tale to tell just for the simple sensational or shock value of this whole thing but this is this is stuff that that even if even if and we know that it is even if the tip of the iceberg is true it's outrageous but where there's smoke there is fire and let me tell you something there's so much smoke there is just so much that's there the fact that the media let me back up the fact that you go all the way back, all the way to Lex Wexner, Wexner, Les Wexner, I always mess his name up. Every time you go back to, you know, here's a guy who spends 18 years in prison for a Ponzi scheme. Or no, that was, Correction,
1: Stephen Hoffenberg.
0: That was Hoffenberg that yes, did that. Yes, Les
1: Wexner is the CEO of uh, Victoria's Secret yeah. Bath and Body Works.
0: But you go back to Hoffenberg. Hoffenberg spends 18 years in prison. Correct. Biggest Ponzi scheme ever. And... Epstein just slithers out of it. Doesn't serve a day. He's out of it. Then you bring Wexner in who's got more money than he knows what to do with. You've got Epstein who comes along and says, "Let me take some of that off your hands. Let me handle that for you." And so this guy is is cuz if I had to ask you before you started watching these episodes and I said, "How did Jeffrey Epstein get his money?" Most of you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know how he got his fortune. But here's this guy, he's siphoning it off. He's siphoning it off. Uh, and, and people are letting him get away with things. They're letting him do it. Then, when all of this stuff comes down, the media, eh, nothing to say here. I mean, who's Jeffrey Epstein? I mean, why do we want to really dig this stuff up? Eh, yeah, Clinton's involved. Alan Dershowitz is involved. Elon Musk is involved. Bill Gates has had some associations there. I mean, were, were they, am I saying they were pedophiles? No, but again, they're, they're associating with this guy. They're sweeping it under the rug. It's all just, oh, that's how it is. That's just how it goes. And now the man is dead, presumably dead. Hey, it's that time of year again. Time to share smiles and good times with the friends and the family and, of course, exchange gifts. How about you give yourself a gift? That's what I'm all about is making sure you're happy, and I want you to give yourself the gift of self-confidence. How do you do it? By having straighter, brighter teeth with help from Candid. Candid's aligners can help straighten your teeth faster and cheaper than using traditional wire braces. At our age, do you really want that anyway? treatment takes just 6 months and on the average it costs 65% less. So now if you got to go to if you want to go to the orthodontist and do all that stuff that's fine, but I got a better deal for you because the orthodontist who's licensed in your state will create a custom treatment plan for you. You're going to they're going to show you a 3D preview so you're going to see how your teeth are going to look after you're done. That's cool. Candid's aligners are comfortable, they're removable, Completely invisible. There's no hassle of going to an orthodontist's office. Candid's going to ship your aligners right to your door. Plus, in this season of giving, Candid donates $25 with each aligner purchased to Smile Train, who brings safe, 100% free cleft lip and palate treatment to children around the globe. How can you go wrong with that? So give yourself the gift of Candid. Go to Co. Dot com slash Chad. Use code Chad to get $75 off right now. That's CandidCo.com slash Chad. Use code Chad for $75 off your order. CandidCo.com slash Chad. Your opinions on it, notwithstanding, we assume the man is dead. I I, I believe he is because dead men tell no tales. I believe, uh, did he commit suicide? I eh, don't think so. I believe there were too many people. There was too much information. He was ready to spill the beans. He was ready to tell the stories. James Stewart says, he said, look, he wants me to write his biography. He's going to tell me. He's telling me about these people's sexual proclivities from his Rolodex, about their recreational drug use. Someone... Someone or some people had very big reason for Jeffrey Epstein to shut up permanently. But you know who's still out there is the queen. There's been no effort to try and locate or even charge Jelaine Maxwell with any level of conspiring with Jeff Epstein. Back in 2016, uh, Barack Obama... Barack Obama told the Clinton Global Initiative. Boy, that name pops up. And it's interesting what he says to the Clintons. He says, I'm talking about the injustice, the outrage of human trafficking, which must be called by its true name, modern slavery. He says that to the Clinton Global Initiative. Well, that's exactly what it is. I have to say I agree with the former president. It's what it is, but who's going to hold them accountable? Those who have allowed this to happen, and let me tell you, uh, it, <laughs> every airport that I go into, every, every gas station bathroom I go into along the road that I travel, a quarter million miles a year in the air alone, there's no place that I go that doesn't have a sign on the restroom stall, on a window, on a mirror, that says, "If you are, if you need assistance, call this number." And it's an effort to stop human trafficking because human trafficking wasn't illegal until 2000 in America with the passing of the Trafficking Victims Protections Act, which made it a federal crime. Yeah, that's right. I said 2000. Now. We've tried from the outset, and we're going to get into some more things in another episode because there's just so much, Candace, for us to talk about with this. There's so much. But at this time of taping, we ha- we have speculated Jelaine Maxwell may be in Israel seeking asylum. I honestly woke up this morning hoping I was going to find an extradition order potentially demanding that Jelaine Maxwell appear. Now we have evidence, possibly, that she is in Colorado. Uh, Who knows? But someone needs to know, and someone needs to hold her accountable. Because let me tell you something. ABC is responsible. Jelaine Maxwell is responsible. Numerous politicians are responsible. There are captains of industry that are responsible. And in my estimation, they're just as guilty of allowing this human slavery, this pedophilia, this human trafficking, to carry on under the guise, under the cover, if you will, of new technologies, of new innovations, of new inventions, new experimentations, I mean, remember, this is a guy who wanted his head and his penis cryogenically frozen so they could bring him back to life one day. This is a man who wanted to bring in groups of girls to his ranch 20 at a time so he could impregnate them and then have soul rights to the children so that he could repopulate the earth with his own, his own species of Epstein's. The perversion is sick. The desire is mentally disordered. It is just absolutely disgusting. And I'm telling you, where there's smoke, there's fire, and it's all on our hands. We can't let this story go. We can't let this go unaccounted for. We can't just let... Are you telling me that just because Jeffrey Epstein was arrested and is now subsequently died, whether he committed suicide or was suicided, are you telling me that suddenly with the death of Jeffrey Epstein that all of these things that we find atrocious are now gone from our world? They're not. They're not. Do you know when the one of the largest trafficking events in, in the United States happens every year? Super Bowl weekend. Super Bowl weekend. You know one of the largest places of human trafficking that's transpiring right now in the United States? You'd say, oh, San Francisco, Laredo, Texas, New York City, a Port of Harbor, maybe San Diego, someplace like that. Nashville, Tennessee. That's right, where they buckle the Bible belt. Since 2007, more than 49,000 cases of human trafficking in the U.S. have been reported to the National Human Trafficking Hotline, which receives an average of 150 calls per day. One hundred and fifty calls per day. The most human trafficking cases have been reported in California, Texas, and Florida. And according to the hotline, Las Vegas is a hotspot due to the city's culture and high rates of homelessness and I would add to that prostitution. Eighteen thousand and twenty thousand victims are trafficked into the United States every single year. And what are we continuing to do? Well, Amy Robach said it. She said it's going to turn out that this is going to be the most prolific case of child pedophilia the United States has ever known. And to think that with the death of one man it has gone away, it has not it Has not. Yep, the devil has blue eyes. His name is Jeffrey Epstein. And while we can kid and joke with memes, all in good fun, and we can say that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, good chance he probably didn't. Why? Well, I got a Rolodex right here. I got a little black book. that really is not little at all. And Candace, I'm telling you, whatever comes out of this, we'll see. We'll see. But here's a guy who has been sheltered, who has been shielded from the accountability that was due him and the justice. And unfortunately, you have women who at one time were children that will never have a day in court. Their stories will never be heard. They will never be told. And like a Virginia Roberts, who has had to go off and basically be rescued by her husband and live in Australia and now living not only in hiding, but under a gag order Apparently, from our own legal team that I'm sure is happening because of these things that were said by a member of the royal family. The royal family. Best of luck to you, Andrew. Best of luck. So here we are, folks. 21st century America. A man like Jeffrey Epstein who thought he was living in some Greco-Roman age where pedophilia, pederasty, All of these crazy things could be bought and sold with just a little bit of money, power, and influence. Well, folks that are out there who engaged and covered up, your secret's out there now. We may not know all of your proclivities. We may not know everything, but we don't have to know every detail. We know that you covered up for him. We know that you complied, and we know that you're guilty because you, an accomplice. And Ghislaine Maxwell, you need to be next. Chad Prather Show. Candace. thank you so much for all the research. Any parting words on your behalf?
1: Well, um, at the time of this filming, I mean, I hope Jeffrey Epstein is the first domino to fall that will just slowly trickle into all these names coming out and all these people having the answer to it. So happy to do the research and i hope that this can uh, can do something
0: i think it will tune in tomorrow tune in for the next podcast episode we're going we're going to we're going to go into some more stuff just some hodgepodge things that you probably if you're interested in this case at all some things that will blow your mind things you want to know and i want you to be sure that you share these episodes across social media with your friends, and make sure that the truth gets out there, because it does matter. This is not a victimless crime. We love y'all. God bless you. And as always, (laughs) hopefully, we'll see you next time. Bye.